Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm Jennifer and we're thrilled to have you with us today. Always, always thrilled. So um, Jennifer and I, we were talking and and, um, we actually, funny enough, came across the same article. We wanted to share that article with you guys today. It's uh, from an anesthesiologist. Uh, She was writing for KevinMD.com. And uh, what she wrote about was that patients are not actually customers, and she lists the reasons why. But for us, the problem is patients are customers, and they deserve to be treated as such. So, you know, if they're unhappy with the experience, they are going to take it to a social network or a review site of their choice and make sure the world knows about it. Yeah, and and maybe it's because this was written from the perspective of a physician, and we are talking to you from the perspective of customers, because we're customers, we're not physicians, and this is the way that we feel when we are making appointments with our doctors. Yeah, I mean, I fully um, view myself in, you know, or, or any patient as a customer of a business, and you're just receiving healthcare rather than a service. That's just me. Nope, totally. That's just us. So here's a quote from the online journal produced by Accenture, the management consulting company. And remember, the writer disagrees with this statement. Patients are less forgiving of poor service than they once were. And the bar keeps being raised higher because of the continually improving service quality offered by other kinds of companies with whom patients interact. Overnight delivery services, online retailers, luxury auto dealerships, and more. With these kinds of cross-sector comparisons now the norm, hospitals will have to venture beyond the traditional realm of merely providing world-class medical care. They must put in place the operations and processes to satisfy patients through differentiated experience that engender greater loyalty. The key is to approach patients as customers and to design the end-to-end patient experience accordingly. That sounds awesome. I mean, why I'm would... a customer. It makes sense to me. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to do that? So um, the author goes on to say that patients are not customers because the definition of a quote-unquote customer is a person or entity that obtains a service or product from another person or entity in exchange for money. Customers can buy goods or services. Healthcare is classified by the government as a service industry because it provides an intangible thing rather than an actual thing. So if if you buy a good like a car, you voluntarily decide to shop around and get the best car you can for the price. And I'm going to pause it for a second because you can totally do the same thing with healthcare. Not so much for the price, but you still can shop around. Just saying. I shop around all the time for healthcare. Right? Uh, So even a vacation, especially a vacation package or a cruise, is a good, a nice dinner, while a good in the sense of food is also a service. You can buy the service of the cook and servers. That's a direct quote from her. All right, so here's what the author said. 
She said that patients are not on vacation. They are not in the mindset that they are sitting in the doctor's office or the hospital to have a good time. Well, of course they're not sitting there to have a good time. I mean, I don't know what our listeners' idea of a good time is, but I'm pretty sure it is not sitting around a doctor's office. Not only because they do that every day, but it's just not that fun. No, I need anxiety meds just to go to the doctor's <laughs> office, so I am not there because I'm, I'm looking for a good time. Yeah, so you're not looking for a good time, but it doesn't mean that you should be treated as though the service experience doesn't matter. You know, service still makes up... 90% of the typical visit because, you know, if you see the doctor for a couple of minutes, yeah, but you remember when you check in and when you check out or when the MA comes in, like those things make a difference. Yeah, because if, if I may not be looking for a good time, but if I have a bad time, I'm certainly going to remember what it's like when I had a bad time at a particular office. Yeah, exactly. So the author then says that patients have not chosen to buy the service. Patients have been forced to seek the service in most cases. And this is what I was saying before, but they can still choose where they go to seek that service. Patients, like customers, still have a say in who they're going to see to a point. Uh, and, and it's up to the office to provide them with the best possible experience, just like customers in any traditional business. Yeah, but I will give this um, to the author's point though to her credit mm -hmm. is that she's an anesthesiologist and chances are you don't shop around for your anesthesiologist and anesthesiologist no. is the byproduct of scheduling a survey service or needing pain management and so um you know to that point yeah. her points and her arguments make sense from an anesthesiology standpoint but sure. not for general practice or internal med or orthopedics or your ent or your baby doctor right exactly i mean i've got something in my foot and I have a list of potential physicians that my insurance covers. So yeah, my choice is somewhat limited because it's not like going to buy a car where I can go anywhere I want for anything. I get that, but I still have a choice. I still have a say. You do, and better service leads to better word of mouth and better word of mouth leads to better customers or patients or whatever you want to call us. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it goes to the old adage that my mom used to tell me all the time. She probably you know, still tells you. She does, actually. But, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. You know, everyone has a bad day. And really, you know, kind of... Get over it. Get over it, yeah. You know, leave it at the door. Put on a smile because the people that you're inter interacting with keep your office going. That's right. So the author says that patients are not paying for the service, at least not direct directly, and they have no idea what the price is anyway. Sure. Sometimes that's the case, but unless you're like me and a super customer that's highly educated <laughs> and I know how much everything costs. Yeah. Sometimes they are 100% paying for it themselves and they know exactly what it costs. So I don't know if that point really, really kind of holds weight there either. Um, you know, even if they don't know the cost, they know that healthcare is expensive. So there's sort of this like unconscious connection that this costs a lot, so the experience should be exceptional because, you know, when you think of something high-priced, then there's usually a really good experience that goes along with that. Well, and consumers, we are much more educated now than we used to be. And this, when it comes to healthcare, especially with high-deductible plans, you're paying attention to how much things cost sure. because there are unintended out-of-pocket costs that will come with any kind of procedure. I've got, like, 15 
roughly $15,000 coming up in out-of-pocket costs for a procedure I need to have done partly this year and partly next year. And you are 100% aware of those costs. I have (laughs) the printout of every line item in my purse that I've been carrying around. And the doctor told me yesterday, I need to get a CAT scan. He doesn't have a CAT scan in his office, so he referred me to somebody. It's not covered with my insurance, and I have very good insurance. So I had a conversation on the phone yesterday, which is why I was running a little bit late, because I have to set aside time to have these conversations. (laughs) And I'm looking at $700 out-of-pocket cost. And And I said to the woman, I said, is there somewhere else I can go that it's cheaper because I'm an informed consumer, a.k.a. customer, and I want to know exactly how much things are going to cost because chances are my insurance is not going to cover some aspect of it, and I'm going to have to write a check. Yep, exactly. So she goes on to say that patients are not buying a product from which they can demand a positive outcome. Sometimes the result of the service is still illness or death, and this does not mean that the service provided wasn't a good one. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I get that. I, um, I think that makes perfect sense. But regardless of the outcome, they still expect a quality experience, which the hospital or medical practice should oblige. Again, just you know, referencing this to any other business, even if the outcome isn't exactly what you want, you still want to have a positive experience when you're within those walls. Yeah, especially because sometimes going to the doctor can be scary and, you know, 90% of what happens happens before you even see the physician. And so the experience that you're getting within that office is the experience that you're going to that you're going to carry go back to the port. Part that, you know, you're not as a patient or customer, you're not there because you're on vacation. Yeah, but you know, if you have a bad experience, it's going to transfer across the board. I was at the um the doctor recently and I had to provide the urine test. <laughs> do you have to do this in the male doctors? You do. Okay, well, I go into the bathroom to provide my urine sample. And she says, well, just bring it out to the, to the girl that's you know, taking the blood pressure. So here I am at the practice holding my urine sample. And it wasn't the kind that had a lid. It was like a Dixie cup mm. urine sample. And I think what they were doing is just making sure I wasn't pregnant. And I will say, if they had told me I was pregnant, then that would have been a negative experience with a poor outcome because I wouldn't have expected <laughs> it. But the fact is, I was standing there, you know, for 30 seconds or 45 seconds holding my urine sample, and it was a negative experience. And here I am talking about it on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast because it obviously resonated. Sometimes the outcome um, isn't what you expect it to be, but the overall experience and everything leading up to your time with the physician is what is going to be your biggest takeaway. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to... Hold their pee. Right. Nobody wants to stand around and hold their own urine with other people looking at them. Thank you. Yeah. That's how I felt. Or in private. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I just don't want to hold my pee. Yeah. So another thing she said is the patient is not always right. A patient cannot or should not go to the doctor demanding certain things. Yeah. And we see that sometimes. So I, I, I actually agree with this. With this one, I don't think that there's really a lot to argue here. You know, the patient can't come in and, and demand a specific medication or, you know, threaten to leave a review or something like that, which uh, we've seen articles and, and done some research and have heard firsthand from some physicians where that happens. And they say, well, I'm just going to give them whatever they want so that they will review me well. Yeah, we hear and, that when, um, when we talk about HCAP stores, scores at the hospital, that you know, doctor's salaries are tied to sometimes the, you know, the Prescani surveys and the, the data that they're getting after the fact. And so you know, you're right, Corey. We see it time and time again. Right. And, and so I understand where she's coming from here and, and saying that the patient can't walk in and demand things. But it, it doesn't mean that you, know, you can't treat them 
or that you shouldn't treat them with respect and have a real discussion. You know, a lot of what we do uh, for our clients is kind of managing and monitoring their online reputation profiles on various websites and, and what have you. And, you know, we see a, a lot of negatives when they do crop up their comments about whatever I said was brushed aside. He ignored me or he rushed through the explanation. Or, I waited too long. Yeah. He didn't give me the time of day. I only saw him for two minutes. He's a quack. Right. So, you know, um, even if they're demanding things, they should um, kind of be treated with respect. And, you know, no matter how small this is, their health. And I think that's something, you know, to, to really drive home and we forget working in these practices every single day that, you know, the, the, these are people and this is their life. And so it may seem like a silly or trivial sort of question to the experienced healthcare provider in us all, um, you guys more than us, but, you know, having a real discussion, even if it's just something silly and small, it can make all the difference in the world to that person because they're worried about it, you know? It's stressful. Yeah, and even if it's just something like, uh, like take this three times a day and come back in a week. Well, maybe I have questions like, should I take it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening? Can does it matter if, if I do at like eleven fifty nine? I mean, it's a you know, it's a dumb question, but like, don't don't show me that it's a dumb question on your face. <laughs> so she ends by saying that the factors that make customer service good depend upon the individual values and expectations of the customer. Here is one way in which healthcare is very much like being a waitress. You take all the comers. Healthcare workers are exposed to all the varieties of humanity, temperament, background, values, and expectations. And all this within the context of a situation in which the customer doesn't want to be there and wishes he or she didn't have to buy the service. The patient is a person, not a customer. We must approach each patient with humanity, not customer service. And I think both of us 100% agree with that entire statement yeah. from her. Um, but yeah, you should be approached with humanity, but why not also with customer service? And although you can't control all the outcomes, you should control what you have the ability to control, and that is providing every person with the best experience possible. And if that's done right, it's going to translate into more appointments, higher online reviews, and happier faces around the office. Yeah, and I, I think you know if there's anything to take away from this, it's that patients are, in fact, customers in addition to patients, and you just have to treat them as such. And realize that we're highly informed customers and we expect transparency, great, excellent customer service. And if we don't get it, we're going to go yap about it. Yep. And we do know how much things cost. Yes, we do. Because, so there. Because we have Dr. Google. <laughs> exactly. And with that, I think um, we've, we've exhausted this topic. Overall, it was a, a good article and we think brought some light to some subject, subjects. And so hopefully you got something out of it. So um, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we want to say thanks for joining us at Dr. Marketing Tips. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate 
even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 